My entitled manager goes on a rampage and a power trip, telling everybody to come an hour early for an event, demanding that we all need to listen to her because she's older and she knows best. But as a result, no one sticks around, and she is forced to clean up this entire event by herself. And I've never been more satisfied by a result in my life. Here's what happened. So I used to work part-time for my university, running student events. Experience is the best teacher. I'd participate in these events as a student, assisted in these events under someone else as part of my scholarship and as a staff member ran the events by myself. We had a new college head who was much older, approximately 50 or 60 years old, while everyone else was in their early 20s. And this is the entitled Karen of the story. She was the most pig-headed, arrogant fool you can possibly imagine. And despite being new, she wouldn't sit back and observe how things worked or listen to those on our team who had been there for years. No matter what you told her, when she announced something that wouldn't work or would cause problems, the answer was always the same. I'm older than you, so I know best. And it wouldn't matter if it would take longer to do it. It was her way or the highway. During the event planning, one look at the schedule told me that she had not allocated the team properly. So I sent out an email to try and get this figured out. I said to her, ma'am, it's probably not a good idea to have the whole team in an hour before the event. Most of them will just be standing around doing nothing. The best plan is to get five or so people in for setup, most of the team in for running the event itself and then hold back another three to four for cleanup. This entitled Karen responded to me by saying the following. No, I want everyone in helping out equally an hour before the event. So I responded by explaining that they're only meant to do two hours of work per event. And if you have them an hour early for a two hour event, that'll end up being three hours. They'll all have to leave before cleanup. The slackers will slack off and the proactives will end up doing everything. But the entitled Karen said exactly what you were expecting. She said to me, I'm older than you, so I know best. Just do as you're told. And this is when our malicious compliance began. I said to her, fine, but I've got some personal business to do directly after the event. I'll happily handle procurement and setup, but we'll need to leave right after the event is over. The entitled Karen said that was fine, and we just moved on with our day. The day of the event and the whole team showed up an hour before the setup. As expected, five or so did all the setup work, while most of the team literally stood around on their phones. Some of them even got bored and wandered off. It was not the team member's fault for standing around. Only so many people can do meal prep and set tables up without getting in each other's way. Ten minutes before the event, the entitled Karen shows up and everything is running smoothly. The event was a lot of fun. Some of the team continued to wander off. Some ran the events and some even participated. I was running around as a gopher, letting the entitled Karen take credit for the event in front of everyone. I made sure to remind her that I had to leave right at the end of the event for personal business. And I said this in front of my other colleagues many times. To be extra spiteful, I neglected to stop several team members from wandering off who had done no work other than stand around as well as talking and eating. And I even encouraged some other people who definitely had done two hours worth of work to call it a night. And I thanked them for their help. And forgetful me, I also didn't tell my team members standing around during the events to start cleaning up as things were finishing. All the free food was gone, all the games were over, and both the team members and the students were wandering off into the night. And that's when it all suddenly occurred to this entitled Karen. She screamed out, Wait, where are you going? There is so much mess, and we've got to put away all the tables and tidy up all the different games. Everybody has left. What is going on? I responded to her by saying, Well, yes, we probably should have saved up a few team members to try and do cleanup, but they've all already done their two hours. Anyway, like I told you earlier, I've got some personal business to attend 
to. So I will see you tomorrow. This entitled Karen just about exploded. She said to me, what personal business is it? This will take over an hour to do all by myself. I responded by saying, I'm sorry, but I said it's my personal business because I wasn't comfortable discussing it with you or with the team. And it really is quite personal and I'm going to be late. I wandered off home for my personal business of closing all my curtains and playing Xbox in my underwear, chuckling at the thought of that arrogant, entitled Karen having to do all that work by herself. The formal complaint that she put in for me leaving early didn't really go anywhere as I just forwarded them the email exchanged to management. Eventually, I quit and I honestly never looked back. That entitled Karen really should have listened to their colleagues. They should have said, okay, maybe they know something that I don't. Maybe they know exactly how to do this and I just need to shut up and listen. Like literally, if this entitled Karen had just listened to what this guy was saying, they could have easily had this properly planned out. But instead, they quite literally got the short end of the stick. And based on their attitude and the way they were acting, they seriously deserve it. Like their attitude was so wrong. They came in there and basically tried to run the place without getting a feel for like how things are going. You know, like a normal new manager would do. So hopefully the next time they have some kind of event going on, she will at least be able to schedule people properly. Because I bet this is a lesson that she is not going to soon forget. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My fiance won't stop going to the place of business that another man works at that she spent some quality time with and cheated on me with. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So for a bit of context, I'm 30 years old and my fiance is 28. And we've been together for just over five years. But in December of 2021, we split up due to her cheating on me with a co-worker of hers. They were both higher-up managers at a very well-known department store. She had been seeing him for a few months before I found out, and I chose to leave her over it. We began to start talking again shortly after, and by May of 2022, the relationship that she had was toxic, and she told me it just made her realize how much she missed being with me, and how wrong she was for everything, and how much better things were with us. So we decided to try and work things out, and for the most part, this last year has been great with almost no issues. That is, except for one major glaring red flag. She keeps going back to his job. She no longer works there. And about a month or two into their relationship, she chose to leave and avoid issues with their relationship and not risk either of their jobs and has worked somewhere new for over a year before we got back together. Now, I've tried talking to her calmly and rationally about why it bothers me that she keeps going back to the place her ex works, but she insists that it's only because she loves to shop there and also doesn't want to be controlled or told where she can and can't go and doesn't want a relationship or a mistake to prevent her from going somewhere that she loves, which to an extent I can understand that and is the reason I haven't blown up about it and made a huge deal about it. But she does keep going back. She doesn't really seem to care that it bothers me and it doesn't really make sense to me. There's a ton of places in town that she could buy clothes from, not to mention ordering online, but she insists on going back to that place specifically. Not to mention the fact that there's another one of these stores, not even 30 minutes away from where we live. But she keeps going back to this one specifically. Am I being crazy and controlling? Should I just let this go? I'm usually pretty good at figuring out when I'm being rational and when I'm not. But I genuinely can't tell how I should handle this and I seriously don't know what to do. I think you need to be more honest with your fiance and tell her straight up, listen, I don't like you going to that place because this is where you cheated on me. Like really use that word and explain to her, hey, you cheated on me. This is not fair for me and I really don't like the way you're treating me. Her constantly going back there, even though there is an alternative that she could go to, 
if she really wanted to shop there, is in my opinion incredibly toxic. And it's not something that I would take sitting down. She needs to understand that this has got to be off limits, especially if you want this to work. So no, you're not crazy. It really does seem like she's only going back to this store just so she can try and get back in contact with a guy that she cheated on you with. And it is unfortunate because she's already shown that she doesn't really care about you when it comes to cheating. And this wasn't just like a one-time mistake either. She was doing this for months until you found out about it. That's literally who she is. So I really think some serious changes need to be made. And this is not a problem that you've caused in the slightest. This absolutely originates from her and she needs to step up and do better. Otherwise, this relationship is going to fall apart. My girlfriend has lost five jobs in a row and we've broken up twice. And I'm honestly not sure how to salvage this relationship and I seriously don't know what to do. So I met my girlfriend over Discord three years ago. And one year after that, we really got to know each other better. I have never loved someone else so much in my life. In fact, I loved her so much that I flew across the country just to see her in person. I always knew that she had a really difficult childhood and her mother never really understood why she was so sad all the time. And that lack of understanding inside her own house was becoming very dangerous for her and her mental health really took a plunge. Her self-esteem is really fragile as well and that is the reason of many issues. Seven months after we started a long-distance relationship, she tried to hurt herself in some serious ways, if you know what I mean. And this all had to do with her mental health. And I wouldn't bear to see that happening. So I took all my life savings and told her that we would move together and that I would take care of her. Meaning that she would finally move out of her mom's house. Since we were starting to live by ourselves, I started to encourage her to think about finding a job. And she actually found one in less than a month, being a cashier in retail. And that was already pretty helpful since I was alone paying for everything. With that, we seeked out for some psychological and psychiatric help so that she could start treatment because of everything that she felt and deals with. After two months of working at this first job, she was starting to feel really anxious and the depression was hitting her hard. She struggled every time to calm herself down and sometimes I needed to go see her in her lunchtime. One month later, she got laid off. She did a few interviews again and soon enough got hired again. I also need to clarify here that we have some amazing quality time together and we always used to plan our future with a lot of hope and a lot of love. Her mother loves me and my mother loves her too. We had friends that live nearby and we used to see each other all the time until they moved out. After some days of working at this new job, suddenly she simply couldn't get up from bed anymore and when she got up, she would do everything that she needed to do before going to the job. She would get all dressed up, she would put on her shoes, but the moment she gets out on the street, all those bad thoughts occur. The low self-esteem kicks in and every time that happens, there is nothing to do besides going back home so that she can sleep and recover from this. And as you would probably guess, she lost this one job soon after some absences because of these events. We lived for another six months together and then I finally snapped. I forced myself every day to stay positive and I was running up and down trying to solve all her life problems. She, on the other hand, couldn't get up from bed. She couldn't help me do basic chores at home. We didn't even have any more intimacy or romance. So I broke up with her and I said that she needs to go back to her mother's house or something. Taking that decision was extremely hard because I loved her so much and I always thought of what could happen if I broke up with her and had to move out from that house that we were living in to go back to my mother's house. After two months, we started talking to each other again in distance. She told me she was doing better after a friend offered to pay a therapist for her. She even made a pretty good amount of money freelancing as an illustrator. And that surprised me so much. What even surprised me more 
was that she was planning to go back to the city where I lived because it has better opportunities and that she would live in a hostel until she could afford to live by herself. Now that made me see her quite differently to the point that we eventually started dating again. I helped her move into this new place and she seemed really confident and this is in a way that I've never seen before. She actually found a new job pretty easily again but unfortunately she lost a job again because she couldn't go to work for the same reasons as before. Now I didn't let her give up this time. I helped her every day. I helped her apply for jobs. I paid for her bills and I paid for her medication. She did find another job just to lose it again for the same reasons but I just kept my mind strong just for her. Every time she lost another job she would get extremely sad but this time she didn't. Surprisingly she found yet another job in less than a month. A job where she would really enjoy working there. Not exactly in her desired field but it's something that was really close. Eventually she started to not go to work on some days. It triggers me and all that despair that I felt when I lived together with her comes back. Sometimes she's at work and she used to tell me how sad she is and how her mental health is really falling apart and all of this was just so consuming for me again. So much so that I couldn't focus on our relationship again and as a result just like a repeat of the last time we broke up again and I actually regretted what I did. Two weeks later I asked her back and she told me that she had met someone when some friends took her out to try and distract her from everything and she ended up spending some quality time with this person. Now that absolutely destroyed me but she gave me a chance to show her that I was different. We didn't get back together right away but I kept showing her that I love her and I wanted to be strong again with her and eventually we did get back together again. She still had issues going on with work. Their bosses were understanding of her mental health until they simply couldn't do it anymore. She worked at this other place for about seven months and that's the longest that she's ever worked in a single place in her life. Then she couldn't afford any more where she was living. So I brought her to live with me and my mom. Now I was scared with the possibility of my mom putting too much pressure on me or her. But until now, she is being super supportive. A friend that lived with her in the hostel recommended her to a job in her work. And my girlfriend loves this job because it is exactly what she wants to do. Graphic design and illustration. But guess what? She is starting to miss out on her job again. And I'm reliving this nightmare all over again. I know that it seems like I only care for money or the job, but I never stopped working through all of this. She actually doesn't even see a therapist anymore because the therapist ghosted her. I don't know what to do. I don't want to break up with her again, but at the same time, I just want everything to be okay. My selfish mind is telling me that if she is away, everything will be better, but also that I want her to be near me because I love her. It's a very controversial story from my point of view because I broke up with her two times, but I just want everything to be fine. I want her to feel fulfilled, but I don't have the energy anymore. I feel exhausted and I seriously don't know what to do. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Honestly, you've broken up with this woman twice and you think that she's going to try and improve in some kind of way. She's proving left and right that she's going to take advantage of you and she knows that you or somebody else is going to save her when she chooses to not go to work. Like she literally knows what she should be doing and she knows that she should be going to work. And at this point, after all the steps that have been made to try and help her and get her up on her feet, I think it's time to realize that she simply doesn't want to help herself. I'm honestly just amazed that you're even putting up with this in the slightest. I mean, honestly, if the stove was on and you kept burning your hand on the stove, why would you keep touching it? This is a repeat cycle that's clearly not healthy. Your girlfriend needs professional help and I think you need a better relationship because your girlfriend is not ready to have this kind of relationship and I think she needs to do a lot of work on her end to better treat her mental health. My father has written a book that includes details about our family and airs some pretty dirty secrets about all of us that seriously is quite upsetting to me and at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So my father is a fairly successful person. He's not famous or anything like that, but he's definitely well known in his particular field. He has written books before on matters relating to this field, but his latest book is much more personal. It's basically a memoir and partly a self-help book as well, telling his life story and the lessons that he learned from it that he now wants to share with others. He's had a pretty interesting life, including having a troubled relationship with his father, as well as growing up in different cultures where he was exposed to a lot of different things, discovering his career passion later in life, and then some. The problem is, is that he doesn't just write about himself. First of all, he writes a fair bit about his marriage to my mother. For some context there, they had a pretty unhappy marriage. They're both good people, and no one was awful or really hurtful in any kind of way, if you know what I mean. They were just two people who should not have gotten married. About six years ago, after 30 years of an unhealthy marriage, they finally separated, which was initiated by my father. 
father. My mother was very opposed to this. Divorce proceedings are still ongoing, which is another story in and of itself, and have been pretty contentious. My dad has a serious partner who he's been living with for the past few years. Anyway, as I said, there is stuff in the book about my mother and their marriage that is pretty personal, including details about specific conflicts that they had. He does not hold back talking about how unhappy he was, how misunderstood and disconnected he felt with my mom, and how he finally got the courage to leave. He also writes about my older brother, who has developmental disabilities, which have been hard for the whole family. My dad writes about my brother's history and says that for years, he viewed my brother as a burden and an albatross before coming to a place of greater acceptance and understanding. He also writes about the mental health difficulties my sister and I both went through in our teenage years. All of this is framed as part of his personal journey, all the things he overcome in his own way to find greater peace and happiness. The book was not a surprise. I've been aware of him writing it for the last couple of years, and I know it's been a very emotional experience for him, especially when it comes to writing about stuff in his childhood and stuff like that. I just thought he would be more circumspect writing about things like his marriage. My mother is aware of the book, though she has not read it, and if possible, I would like to keep her from ever reading it, because I know it would humiliate and devastate her. He never reached out to tell her he was writing about her, or even ask her permission or consent. He also did not ask my older brother, who despite his disabilities, is very verbal and quite intelligent in many ways, so it's not like he would have been impossible to communicate and have some kind of discussion or understanding. But he didn't even do that. I just feel so hurt, I feel so anxious, and honestly, I'm pretty angry about the whole situation. I get that writing this book is part of his own healing journey, and I respect that, but the fact that all of this is now published in a book for the world to read feels very, very surreal. He has the right to tell his truth, but other people exist too, you know? My sister and I are debating whether or not to confront him about this, as well as the best way to do this. The complicating matter involved in this is that I will actually be staying with my dad and his partner over the summer, because my current lease is up at the end of May, and my new apartment doesn't start until September 1st. Their place is also close to my work, and they both travel a lot, so it made the most sense to stay there. I am simply worried about causing conflict that will make that situation awkward. I love my dad, and we generally do get along well, though I wouldn't say we are super close. I guess my question is, do I have a right to be upset here or not? And what is the best way to handle this? What should I do? Honestly, the way your dad published all these dirty secrets about your family is just disgusting. If he wanted to have some kind of personal healing journey, he could have kept a diary. He could have even published this anonymously, but he honestly did this because he wants the recognition. He wants everyone to admire him for surviving his struggles. That's the most important thing here, not anyone else's feelings or keeping relationships strong. He clearly just wanted to burn bridges and you definitely got caught in the crossfire. Personally, I would be very upset about this. If someone aired my dirty laundry and my family's dirty laundry in a book and then published it to the world, disguised as some kind of like self-healing situation, I would be furious with him. I think with all the things you've described in this post, I'm personally very surprised that you're even wasting your time staying with him. And in my opinion, if I was in your shoes, it might seem a little dark, but I wouldn't say anything to him until after I'm out of that house. I would wait until I'm in my new apartment on September 1st, and then I would tell him exactly what's up. I would say that what you did is disgusting, you've betrayed the trust of me and everybody in the family, and I will never forgive you of that situation. That's how I would feel. I'm a personal big advocate of keeping family troubles in the family, and not airing dirty laundry just for the sake of getting some recognition, which is exactly what your dad did. And it's crazy that he framed your mental health struggles as part of his own personal 
emotional journey? I mean, what is he talking about? Your dad sounds incredibly toxic, and seriously, this is unacceptable. So if I was in your shoes, I absolutely would tell him exactly how I feel. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. If you were in this situation, and your family member had aired your dirty laundry out to the world, and publicly published it in a book, what would you do in that kind of situation? Leave a comment down below. We would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.